the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Have you ever noticed that sometimes, even after a full night's sleep, you still wake up tired? Well, that's because while you may have slept, you probably didn't rest. Most people think the two are synonymous, but they are not. We need both. But sleeping is more a physical state, whereas resting is as spiritual as it is physical. It involves your whole being. The word rest can be summarized as R, releasing, E, everything, S, solely, T, to God. So rest is releasing everything solely to God. So when God says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's not speaking of getting some shut-eye, but intentionally entering into a period of total release. I know letting go is not always easy, but when we do, our minds, our bodies, and our souls can be rejuvenated despite the chaos around us. After you've done everything you know to do, give it to God and let it go. Now, letting go is not easy, but not letting go might kill you. Make the choice. For more, go to gracechurchva.org and as always, live Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Give a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Give a life bigger than yourself. Hello, welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. We are so glad that you joined us today. We believe that the truth of God's word will empower you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. As always, you can get this message and more at gracechurchva.org. Let's join Dr. Greer for today's Live Big message. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, meaning he's not changed over the centuries. He's the same God. And forever. And what the scripture is saying is is, is all that Jesus ever was or will be, he is right now. But you see, it takes faith to talk that way. It's so easy to put in the distant past. Yeah, yeah, if I was there, what I would have did and what I would have, you know, and, 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 you know, it's easy to, you know, yeah, yeah, he did all that. But it takes faith. You know what? He did it then, but he'll do it right now for me in my life, in my situation. Say, well, 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 Bishop, if it was God's will to heal us, I would have been healed. My mother or my great-grandmother went to church all her life, loved God, but, but something terrible happened and, and she passed off. First of all, we're all going to pass off. Secondly, let me tell you this. this. This healing thing is not about not dying. We all going to die. No, no one leaves life alive. Humanity has had almost 100% mortality rate. Every baby that comes into the earth dies. Period. At some point. Some of us, we're like, Lord, heal my body because we're scared. Because we're scared of what might happen when we die. That's not a motivation for healing. 
The right motivation for healing is, Lord, I'm not done yet. Lord, I have some children to raise. I got some souls to, to reach. I got a community to serve. And Father, I need you to pass me up and keep me whole just long enough till I'm done. And Lord, as soon as I'm done, I don't want to stay a second later. Lord, take me home to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. I don't want no more of this stuff. As soon as I'm done, Lord, take me. But here's the deal. The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The Greek there for earthen vessels actually speaks of cheap. And it speaks of pottery that's easily broken. Pay attention. God puts the treasure of the the Holy Spirit and our, our recreated man, all that wonderful stuff, and easily broken vessels. He knows that. So in order for us to fulfill our purpose, when we break, he's willing to patch us up until we're done. Did you hear what I'm saying? How many of you, see, nowadays we we have so much stuff and so much money, we don't patch stuff anymore. Matter of fact, we buy stuff patched to be fashionable. But but there was a time where we didn't want to have to buy a new pair of pants when the hole got in the jeans, so we put a patch on the jeans to extend the life. God has a purpose for your life. And if you get a hole, in a place that, that, what's the purpose of the pants? To keep your legs warm and all the rest, right? And, and, and if that, that the hole is getting away of you functioning and, and doing what you're supposed to do, God's willing to patch it. it. It shouldn't be a reach to think about God as a, a healer. You say, well, 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 bitch, I hear that, but if, if God really wanted to heal people, we would all be well and healed. Matter of fact, I'm mad at God because of sickness on the earth. How could a good God have a baby born with a cleft lip? A baby born and, and, and he's malformed and, or she's, she, 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 she's, she, she's missing an arm or, or, or a limb. How could God do? First of all, you keep confusing God and the devil. I, I know you're having a hard time here. Let's, let's go to the book unless you say Bishop's gone crazy. Second Peter 3 and 9. Let's listen to Peter again. He said, the Lord is not slack or slow. That's what it means, concerning his promise. As some count slackness or slowness. But the real deal is God is patient, long-suffering toward us. You see, people felt that Jesus was taking too long returning. So Peter had to correct them. He said, Jesus isn't slow returning. He's been waiting on your slow butt to get right so you don't get left. See, it's not an issue that Jesus is reluctant and God's uncertain. I don't know that final number. I don't know how many people are going to enter the kingdom of heaven. But I know that God is brilliant. I mean, all the trillions of stars and everything out there, he knows each one by name. He's incredible. I mean, what what seems huge to us is is very small to him. So so God may be waiting for child 1,300,000,000, 33,005. 
to come to him before he returns. Now, you say, well, that's, that's a huge number and it's very impersonal. Imagine if you had 10 children. You were one of the whinings. Okay, just okay. I think they had 12. I don't know. But you, you, you had 12 children, okay. And you, you, you go to the state carnival, state fair, and then you load up the car to take everyone home, but one child's missing. How many of you would leave that child just because you have the other 11? There'd be no CC, no BB. You hear what I'm saying? And, and, and that's what a human, you, you got to understand, with a billion people, that's barely two children to God. He's not a human being. So he, he may be waiting for, for, for that final child to come in. And the only reason he didn't come back yesterday was he wanted to give you a last chance today. But no one in this room knows when that final reminder is going to come. No one knows you might be the last person before God said, I, you know what, I had, that's my final child. I've been waiting for that 12th wine. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. And, 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 and she's come home. And now it's time for me to do what I got to do. But watch this. He is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Peter's clear here. God is not willing that any should perish. But how many of y'all see perishing people all around us? Six of you do. Obviously, according to Scripture, everything that happens on this planet is not God's will. So why do we act like it's so? That, you know, God, why did that happen? God, why did you, did God do that? Is that in the nature of God to do that to one of his children? I mean, you say, okay, yeah, that's, I'm having a problem. Why did Jesus teach his disciples to pray? He said, listen, let me show y'all how to do this. He said, when you pray, I want you to pray this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But then he goes on. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. If the will of God was already and always done on earth, why would he require his disciples to pray that his will is done? If everything that happened was God's will, there'd be no need to pray for God's will to happen in our life. Am I, am I losing you? But many of us, the devil is a liar. He acts like we live in a, a, a closed system. Here's the devil's modus operandi. What he does, he kicks you and then screams, God. And you're like, God, why? Because he's a deceiver. He cuts you and says, God. And you're like, God. But it's the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God is your father. How many of you love your kids so much you put polio on them? If it was God's will for that child to be raped, if it was God's will for, for, for that old man to be beaten or that wife abused, how could you worship that God? 
In fact, I don't think I really want to know your God if that's what your God does. But what we do is we, we, we mouth commitment to the scriptures. But then we act like everything that happens in our life is the will of God. Stay with me. If all the sickness on the planet was God's will, why did Jesus go about healing those that were in God's will? Jesus would have been undermining the will of God to heal if it was God's will. Everything that happens to you is not that God will work it for good. God will take a mess and turn it into a mess and do all those things. But he didn't do that to you. It's the devil. And the reason we don't take authority against the devil because we keep thinking it's God. Instead of saying, I recognize you, old slew foot. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Back off. We're like, God, why? God, God's like, didn't I teach you to pray, Father? Why did I use such terminology so you can understand my heart towards you? Would a father do that to you? If a father did half the things we say God does to us, we'd be put in jail for child abuse. But we act like we live in a closed system and that there's no devil. There's no humanity. There's no people. There's no fallenness. That everything that happens is necessarily God's will. Romans 5, 1 through 2. God only requires one thing from us to receive from him. Watch what it says. Therefore, having been justified by what? Why faith? Why, why faith? Because true faith rests completely on him and takes all the pressure off us. Real faith is he did it. He provided. He paid the price. I don't have to look at all my faults because I fall short. I look at his strengths, his ability. Having been justified by what? Faith. We have peace with God through our Lord who? Jesus Christ. All about Jesus. Watch this. Through whom also we have what? Access. We have what? Access. We have what? Access by faith into this grace. The way we access God's grace and all the, what is great? Things we, it's unmerited, things we don't deserve, unmerited favor. The way we access all the things we don't deserve is through trusting what Jesus provided on the cross. All the forgiveness, all the righteousness, all the healing we'll ever need has already been paid for in blood. But don't get sloppy here because a lot of folks get, get it twisted. Faith does not and can never make God do kind things. For us, your faith will not make God do anything. All faith does, according to scriptures, give you access to the kind things Jesus has already done and provided. So your faith does not make God. So don't be trying to make God do something. Just believe what he's already promised and just tap into. I didn't raise daughters, but I raised sons. But I think daughter and the father is a much better example. When that daughter, that little girl, this big, looks into her daddy's eyes, says, Daddy, I know you'll take care of me. 
That, that father removed heaven and earth. All God wants is just trust me. Let me be your daddy. Let me be what a father is supposed to be. I know your daddy. I'm talking about let me be the daddy I am. All I require is trust. A, a child, a child does not earn their parents' money, home, house, food. It's by virtue of the fact they call him mom or dad. And God is saying, I didn't make it complicated. Why are you complicating it? Just call me father. Just call me Abba. Let me be your daddy. Let me be your provider. Just look to me with those trusting eyes like we got a relationship. And like I'm real. And I will do what only I can do. Second Peter 2 and 24. I know we're bouncing over a lot of places, but everything so far has been Peter except for Hebrews. Listen to Peter again. Who himself, speaking of Jesus, bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness. So what, what some people say is because he mentioned sin and righteousness that he's probably not talking about physical healing. But we're going to cover that in a minute. And by whose stripes, he's about to say, we're healed. But what he's doing here is quoting Isaiah 53 and verse 5. Let's take a look at it. Now, in 53 verse 5, he says, by his stripes, we are healed. But Peter intentionally changed the tense. Peter says, by his stripes, we were healed. What's happening? Isaiah prophesied 700 years before the coming of the Christ. So they were believing that the Messiah would come and, and he'd be beaten and, and, and all the rest of the stuff. And he'd fulfill all the types in the Old Testament ceremonial uh, laws. And, and they were looking forward to the Savior. So when they looked forward to the cross, uh, and the Bible says in the New Testament, they who look to him lives just, just like that, 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 that brazen uh, serpent. But we're going to talk about that probably next week. But he looked to the cross coming, and he received healing in his now. He was looking forward. But Peter was looking backwards. Isaiah, 700 years before, Peter now is about 30 years after the cross. And he doesn't say, we are. Because of the cross, he said, we were healed real faith says Jesus already provided it real faith recognizes it's already happened it's a done deal the only issue is I got to receive that which he provided does that make sense he said by whose stripes you were healed so here's the question when we deal with sickness in our bodies. Are you going to believe the symptoms? Or are you going to believe God's word? This is where people get a little squirrely, though. And I want to make sure I get this in before I, I end. You remember when, when, when Jesus was being tempted in, in the wilderness? The devil said, if you're the son of God, throw yourself 
off this temple. And the angels were catching. He was quoting the 91st Psalm. And what the devil does to us, that we're not the son of God, but they say, well, if you're really a man of God, if you're really a woman of God, you wouldn't have to wash your hands. You just believe God. And he tempts us to do stupid things. I mean, with all these viruses in the air, please wash your hands and wash them often. Because Jesus responded to the devil, do not tempt the Lord. Don't play with this thing. So after taking all due diligence and and you deal with, with the situation, you know, th- then look to God. But if you walking around playing with snakes saying, well, the Bible said I'll take up snakes and scorpions and, and, and they won't harm me. It's like, you, you, you crazy? <laughs> and you's about to get hurt. Yes, and, but the devil, he, he, he's a creature of pride. If you're a man of God, <laughs> you, you wouldn't have to. And he gets in your mind. But Jesus rebuked him and said, get behind me. Satan. So take precaution. And please don't misunderstand me. I'm talking about healing, but, but everything doesn't always have to happen exclusively supernaturally. God also uses human beings. And there will be occasions where, you know what, you, you, you believe in God, but go through the surgery and believe God to get you to the other side of it. You'll heal quicker and that you, you'll, you'll become stronger. Believe that God will guide the surgeon's hand and make him make right decisions. But, but the devil, like, if you were a man of God, you wouldn't need surgery. You're going to die. <laughs> let, let me back up because I'm, I'm about to be late again. Here's what here's what's happens. See, we're strong in one area of faith because we, we, we've been in God's word for years and God's been speaking it to our heart and we're strong. So but when, maybe when it comes to loving folks, maybe when it comes to forgiving folks, we, we got that piece. But here's the deal. Let's say I plant a, 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 a uh, plum tree and an apple tree and an orange tree. And you know what? I, I water this, 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 this one tree, it gets sunlight and, shade and all the rest of this stuff. And you know, I've done it for years and now I can receive fruit from this plum tree. I think it was a plum tree. Whatever that tree was, a plum tree. Yeah. But the devil's like, well, you a man of God. You'd also be able to eat that orange. But you haven't worked the soil of that orange tree. You didn't make sure that tree had sun. You didn't fertilize that tree. You're more developed in loving your neighbor than knowing God is a healer. So that doesn't mean you're less a Christian. It just means you're less developed in that area. It's important. It's important. Maybe I'm as smart, I don't know, as a surgeon. But believe me, I didn't develop the skill. And yeah, it's possible. Maybe I could have become one. I doubt it, but it's possible. <laughs> and it's possible that you, you could, you know, have developed in that area, but you didn't. You didn't invest the time. You didn't even attend a church where they talked about it. So when Christ has come, how are you supposed to just pull that out of nowhere? You ain't never planted no seed. You never meditated. God never spoke to you about that thing. But suddenly, because you're the man of God. A woman of God. You're automatically going to have fruit in that area. 
I have all eight minutes. But first Peter 2 and 24. Peter said, by his stripes you were healed, but because he mentioned sin and righteousness, some folks say, well, he's only talking about sins and spiritual things. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. Find out more about this broadcast, Grace Church, and Dr. Derek Greer at gracechurchva.org. Dr. Greer and his wife, Pastor Yermitu, invite you to meet them at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia for vibrant worship, Bible teaching, and fellowship each Sunday and Wednesday. Click gracechurchva.org for service times, directions, and much more. Again, that's gracechurchva.org. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Watch the Live Big broadcast Monday through Friday and every Sunday. Check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. A hurricane is one of the most powerful weather events possible. This is amazing, but did you know that during the life cycle of a hurricane, it can expand as much energy as 10,000 nuclear bombs? That's a whole lot of power, a lot of energy. But as great as this power is, it pales in comparison to the power of faith. Matthew 17, 20, Jesus says this. He says, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. And guess what? It will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Notice Jesus didn't say that mountains will move if we speak to them. He says, if we have God given faith in our hearts, then even the largest and longest standing obstacle in our lives will have to move. I want you to picture this. Enough power to level the entire Rocky Mountain Ridge is right beneath our nose. Absolutely amazing. When we truly depend on God, no desire he places in our hearts is impossible to reach. Remember, we may not always be able to depend on people, but we can always depend on our God. Thanks so much for joining us today. For more content like this, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And and while you're there, remember to like and to share this video. Also, don't forget to hit your notification bell to receive future videos.